I will do just a short build here today, like just uh, just an overall summary of, of, of what we have to deliver in relation to the Dow. And then uh, what I would like to do is open this up to a- answer any questions that someone may have on the line today about uh, anything that I'm presenting. And again, because this is a multidisciplinary, then we can pretty much answer any question or at least give you a good space to, to go to in order to, uh, to get some clarity on whatever you need to know. So advanced communities, see, the reality here is, is that as we go forward into the future, we know that we got to hit some kind of unified point. We definitely want to see what we can all do together, but we must admit that things are looking a little grim for that right now uh, to some. But what I see is actually now is the time where you're going to get communities coming together more, uh, operating on their own ideals and, and, and their own levels of resonance and what they believe is important. And then you're going to start seeing those communities then come together, uh, especially unified under templates that communities are using and deploying that are actually working, uh, especially with applications that assist with wealth, uh, applications that assist with health, and uh, what we just call the the God love money aspect of your life. So your spiritual inclinations and the higher the higher realms of consciousness, the great beyond, after plane, after death, this kind of things. Love your relationships and what's happening in your life with your significant others and your pairing. And money, the monster that seems to be consuming the planet, the matrix itself of commerce and how to actually navigate that space, especially after pandemics, great resets and all types of stuff that will affect your pockets on one level or another. And so what do you do? And for us, what it's really about is actually creating something that will address that. And and that's how I want to get started here about the communities and the companies of the future, which will be one in themselves. But just the aspect of where the job now needs to start really looking at the personal relationship that we're having uh, with what we're doing at the job. And basically, the job needs to start looking at what's going on at home, excuse me, and and what's going on in our lives. Because when it starts to do that, then it'll actually increase its performance and actually increase its creativity. Uh, But it opens up something that jobs have avoided and companies have avoided because they don't want to really talk about anything that is unique to you. So this is, of course, your religious preferences, you know, what may be going on in your your life with your your significant other, your family members, etc. And, you know, all of that is off limits at the job uh, generally. And that has created a rift where you literally alter into a different character when you're at work. Uh, I saw an interesting series uh, the other day called Severance, and it was really just about that. Like you go into work, you become somebody different, you leave, you leave work, and now you have another life. And then the yearning of wanting to bring those two lives together. And of course, of course, if you're working on any of these new projects, like I said, you got your own startup or whatever, you're kind of even wondering what even happened to your old life because now you have so many different positions Uh, All the way from the accountant and the banker down to the janitor, it is you. And so how do we deal with this? How do we actually create a more sustainable design? Because, of course, many of us have discovered that that is not sustainable. We want to go horizontal, meaning we actually want to remove a hierarchical structure altogether. We want to bring and get others involved. But at the same time, having people make decisions for what you have been working on so long could equal that they go into blunders if they're not equally as schooled or as seasoned as you. And then, of course, if you're trying to bring seasoned vets around into what you're doing, now you need to have that budget because all of them want to get paid. 
And that means also maybe the potential of you needing to open up partnerships. And then you start thinking about partnerships and other people taking control of your baby. And this is what I call the unicorn vicious cycle. And as I said before, it first starts with coming from jobs that do not recognize your personal life and what's going on with you. Uh, because it just, you know, it keeps eating on itself. And then you find yourself at that point as an entrepreneur trying to run things the same way the last business that you saw that was successful that you worked for ran. And then finding all the stress points rather than the relief areas. And so what this is about is this is about realizing that we do need to go horizontal, but that has to be done in a special way uh, that's not only going to empower those that are around us, but also it place the responsibility on them uh, that if they don't hold up the value and, and keep pushing the value, then everything that we have that we're basing even our financial status on will actually decrease. And, and that kind of brings us into the realm of the Tao. So to be very clear, when one forms a DAO, a DAO and it actually has uh, any type of, 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 of non-fungible assets such as the NFT, NFTs have been used proficiently now to, to allow others to gain access to DAOs and to begin to become a part of their governance models and their monetary policies, et cetera, if they're allowed to do that. We can see that there's an opening for a brand new structure of how you're running your endeavors. So it's not really just your business, but it's any collaborative effort that you want to begin to enlist uh, a balanced way of um, or you want to begin to incorporate a balanced way of of harmonizing with the people that you're building with. And let me explain that a little bit more, too, because. Sometimes it's taken for granted that when we start a venture with someone or with a group of people that, you know, everybody is on the same page <laughs> even and has the same goals and objectives that even the, the mapping of, you know, how much money is going to be received and how is that money going to be split? All that is just in sometimes in the gray area when ideas are formulated by by people who intend to work together. And then, of course, you see this huge breakdown in the relationship over time as, you know, things that were agreed upon seem to get bent and the lines get to be crossed. And then we find out why friendships and money uh, have a hard time melding together and, 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 and why agreements that are verbal and sometimes even contractual are difficult for people to hold by, especially over prolonged periods of time. And to begin to work towards implementing structures that bring those uh, bring those type of uh, structures in or bring those type of uh, models in. That's the word I'm looking for. Even automatically, autonomously. So that way you can get out of the way. One, the need for anyone who is working with you to feel recognized and to even uh, own or have possession of something that states that or gives them that power. And that also within that, the value uh, is allowed to increase. And, and this, of course, what I'm speaking on directly is NFTs where, you know, if you have an NFT, which is in itself an ownership certificate of a specific venture and that venture begins to go well, the value of that venture is, is, is placed within that certificate uh, versus in a bank account or somewhere else where you still need to go and collect that value. So that's the most important thing when you think about gamification, because sometimes others want to commit to what it is that you have going on, but they need something very solid to give them that power. And so that's the one aspect of the NFT within the DAO and its overall creative use. 
The second thing is, is again, now uh, diving deeper into a person's life, there is a consistent point of recognition that needs to occur when everybody is reaching milestones. And you'll actually see businesses incorporate this now. Sometimes it's pretty cheesy. Sometimes it, it could just be some cheese pizza. Uh, but basically, it's that point of recognition where when a milestone is hit or somebody does something inside the community, that someone is also there to recognize it. The more, the merrier. And that's actually the birth of the like button. Uh, without the like button, there would be no way for others to really understand if somebody at least liked it, especially when you're getting started. And so these are all reinforcement models that are actually featured in gamification. And gamification being what I say is even more than a game. The, the, the name itself does not do it justice. And this is because gamification is exactly the way the entire monetary system in many ways is run, especially for allowing incentives to be in place to allow a person to continue to participate in the madness where you can literally die. Uh, that's, of course, the legal financial system with dead presidents and then blink and somehow come back to life and still be operating under your dead self, which is what is later on discovered within the financial system. But we'll desist from talking about that now and we'll get even more into realizing, again, that the modern structure of a company also must include this personal connection and but also must allow a person to be able to find out more about themselves and that support it. Because at the end of the day, if the company says, hey, we're going to get you to know more, we want you to know more about yourself, we're very supportive of that. What type of tools are they using uh, for you to be able to do that? Are they going to pay that two, three hundred grand and have, uh, uh, have Tony Robbins run across the stage for you and pump you up for one night? Or are they going to actually give you something like a manual to yourself? And, of course, what Secret Energy has done is because we pioneer many of these technologies, uh, some can be called metaphysical technologies, we pioneer technology that looks deep, allows you to look deep into you and get what we call metaphysical metrics about your life, about those that you're around, about, you know, what your vibe truly is, especially when you use that word, and then how you can even expand beyond what could be a current container. So we actually give you the awareness of how your construct is put together. You will also bear witness since you've been operating it for however many years you've been on the planet. And then you will go forward with an awareness that, wow, you know, really... A lot of what's going on with me is already written, so what's next? And then you start writing that next chapter of your life. And so that's what we call metaphysical metrics. And also, it's not just a technological thing. It's also giving you the community or allowing you to participate in the community that also is on that like mind, like path, on that spectrum. And so that kind of is the cherry on top because not only are you uh, uh, funding to increase yourself and how you know, you're coming to understand yourself, you're also doing that with others that are actually on that same quest. And, and that actually brings a lot more entertainment to it. It also brings some durability, especially when you need to go through some things, as we all do. And so we have these metaphysical metrics. So this is, this is, again, leading by example. The corporations of the future, what should they be? I'm saying they should be DAOs. They should definitely work to be horizontal. That's a process, though. It's not something that you can implement right away. But when you start coming in with that energy and that vibration and you start empowering others to participate, then you can draw from what we call crowd wisdom. 
Crowdwisdom is when you can actually go to the so-called lowest person in the company and get feedback from them, or they can go to the highest levels and submit a proposal and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down here. I'm just going to start it. But here's what I think you should do if you value uh, my time, my energy, and, and, and my uh, opinion, and that at least be submitted in front of others that can see that. So that way, when councils and committees start seeing the same thing, they can start implementing changes, right? So that's crowd wisdom. So that's, that's the beginning. The beginning is to go horizontal and to do that gradually, empowering those who are actually within that vibration with the certificates that are necessary to empower them to begin to deploy proposals. And when you think about that in, in a general office space, there's also a lack of software to be able to do that. And you got to realize that that's kind of where we've been coming from anyway. A lot of these softwares as a service haven't really been deployed to solve that issue of how do we create a workspace that's a bit more horizontal. So here in comes the blockchain, of course, in comes Web3, in comes these different tools that actually allow that to happen and allow it to be virtually fraudless if you want to uh, uh, really sure it up properly to make sure that you're getting real votes. I know some were uh, actually already exploring blockchain for voting module, voting. Uh, um, wow, I think I, the, the name skipped my uh, mind real quick. But if what you see on Snapshot, there are many different voting modules there. And uh, bringing that into standard law these days would be like a, a whole different level. But of course, that's not going to happen. So for us, it's really about creating what we want to see next and improving on the current design, but also not looking at the current design like, ah, you know, I hate you, you betrayed me. Just understand that for them, it's like a baton and they're passing the baton to you. At least we're hoping that's how they feel about it because this new level of things is just going to steamroll the old things because the old things uh, don't make sense. And the new norm is even more crazier. So we now are in, in every respect for ourselves forced to now create something for ourselves that is going to work and then to begin to do that with our communities. And so I can't stress that enough that remember when you're looking at like, how am I going to do this for the world? You first need to be looking at how am I going to do this for the community and the people that are around me and how can I get them to vibrate the right way and in the balanced way? And then you'll be able to share that, of course, with those amongst you. And those are the people that are, you're going to want to you're going to want to be around anyway. And so and then also you have some building to do. You have some learning to do not only about yourself, but even uh, monetary policy itself and governance models itself. These are the things that you really should know. So sometimes when, when these things don't make sense to people about governance, it's because maybe you didn't go to school to be a politician. Neither did I. So the only time that you're really going to learn the stuff about that is either if you're going into that field and generally that field is to actually be a lawyer, right? So to study law. And you'll notice many very wealthy, influential people today started off studying law because there's a lot of things that you learn in law, uh, mainly contractual agreements and trusts and, and, and uh, assets and bindings and oaths and all types of instruments that actually do uh, uh, work in the very fibers of how wealth is generated today. And so there's a, a certain aspect or disposition that one needs to really be in to su truly succeed in 2022. Sounds like a movie from the future. So these things can be given to you if those that are around you and the things that you're participating in are even considering that. And that's why I see corporations of the future more steering into being multidisciplinaries 
actually being able to to encourage, educate, and to even employ their teams on things collectively that cross a broad spectrum. Okay, so not just putting this one screen on the iPhone, uh, not just answering phone calls, but an actual broad spectrum of how we're going to get you to actually creating something for yourself. Now, that also means then that the companies of the future are not necessarily, hey, I go in and I be a secretary for the company of the future. Uh, Those jobs are pretty much obsolete, especially with the onboarding of AI and most larger corporations. So what it's really about is actually getting you in a position to actually create something unique and lower the barrier to entry of you bringing that to market. That's the company of the future. So it's not, hey, you work for us. It's let's work together in creating something that later on allows you to sustain yourself. But the way you create it is so unique because all of us are unique. Like, look at your fingerprint. You know, look at your retina. You know, look at the spiral on the top of your head. Look at the spiral on the bottom of your feet. It is unique to you. So this means that every single human being does have something that is so valuable that nobody else in the world can, can provide it. Nobody else in the world can, can do it. And if you can imagine, if, if you had anything in the world, not tulips, but if you had anything in the world that was so rare that only one person can produce it, what do you think the value of that would be? So even when we're talking about the Tao, what we're talking about is we're talking about entering back into the tribal setting where each tribe member is really trying to encourage you to actually unlock your uniqueness. So a new child is born in the tribe, Everyone is now, that's why it's the term, it takes a tribe. Everyone is going to now uh, contribute to you unlocking your uniqueness or, or, or giving you the, the, the knowledge that's necessary and the, and the experience that's necessary to, to fully explore who you are. And they're going to do that through the techniques and the ways in which they learned it. And they're going to do that because not that you're going to be their next competition, but because you actually in combining your uniqueness with the sum total of the entire groups makes everybody more powerful. So that right there was like standard within any what you would say is a company or a group or a team. Okay, so I know some are asking to come up on stage. We will invite some on stage. I'm almost done with this and then we're going to open it up, let you ask any questions that you have around this. But I got a little bit more. So I'm going to keep going with this. So. As I said before, now we're, we're at a new precipice. And so the state of the unicorn or the state of the startup has completely changed. Unless, again, you're going to dive deep into machine learning and all of that, then even start having a new startup after a, after a pandemic, uh, after a financial crash, you kind of need to even take a moment and say, hey, fools rush in. Let me even see what I can embark on that would be a great venture or else you're just going to kind of be beating your head against the wall because as supply chains change, uh, as the source of resources change based on your status uh, of uh, 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 of your (laughs) was that the they call this, of course, global warming. But if your carbon, the status of your carbon footprint begins to govern how your supply chain is able to be fulfilled. And this, of course, is, you know, we're not talking about mom and pops here. We're talking about that next level of where you got to get wood, you have to get uh, steel, you actually have machines uh, that run and can make something. Uh, You're not just at the level of offering a service. 
you're actually at the level of providing a resource, right? So this, because the resources like the trains, um, the ships, the cargo, the boats, that controls everything. And so everything trickles in to every, from there, it trickles down into everything else. So if you ever want to get to a, a, a level of life of sovereignty, then you got to start thinking about where those key points of where everything trickles down from there. Because I've, I've seen books of how uh, only certain families own railroads, only certain families own the power companies. And regardless of all the little businesses within those nucleuses that are taking, all that, taking in all that power, even though it appears that they, they are making more money, like if I open up a coach store, of course I'm seeming to make more on coach purchase than I am on, on pay, uh, uh, than the light company is on, on the light bill. But you would be surprised what real money or what real resources, what real finance, what real power is. And if you actually equated the power that you're burning to how much you're making, you'll find them to be even sometimes equal or that power is worth even more. And this is because most of the time when somebody is selling something, the actual value of what they're selling, no offense, uh, from a resource level is pr probably pretty low. Uh, meaning if it's made of the plastic and a little bit more plastic and a few pieces of aluminum, and it's just all about how you were able to blend that all together to eventually get an iPhone, it still means as a core resource, though, that's worth about X, we'll say $16 in resources. And so you can see that there's quite a bit of what you would call excess in the system today. Uh, especially when it comes to the dev development of new technologies, uh, we find often the technologies are marked up at least 10x to what their actual value is. And so for an industry, when we can begin to, or as an industry, when we can begin to funnel larger percentages of total capital gain by corporations back to those who have actually put the time and the energy into creating the things that those revenues came from, not shareholders. We're also on a great path for a new structure of a corporate uh, company, corporation or organization. So this just means that those that you create with or those that assist you in creating gain some type of benefit from the bottom line of what you're doing with that creation. And this, of course, is why we love DAOs because now we're able to develop softwares. We're working on one called Toroidal, the Toroidal Economy. Uh, but we're work, we have softwares now that actually allow you to be able to collaborate with others that are in the team to be able to connect together with specialties like, hey, I'm an illustrator. Hey, I'm an editor. And then begin to then create something that becomes a digital asset. All right, let's put this book together. Let's put this song together. And then be able to have that in a domain where, one, there is no ownership of it except for those who have the certificates of ownership. And when it comes time to splitting profits, that's done automatically, not at your leisure. And when it comes time to audit that, because even SoundScan and, and big corporations that are responsible for audit, auditing music do not do it very well. But with the blockchain, it is done so proficiently, then you can actually see why, again, this is the structure of the future. And this is how it empowers what, what becomes a conglomerate. So again, instead of a, a pyramidal, it becomes more of like a, a, a circle. It becomes a, a circle that keeps expanding and then what you find is, is that you get this continuous growth within 
all parts of the nucleus because no one is reaching a stagnation point. And so this is the visualization. Even we want to deploy an actual physical model of this. That is one of our endeavors uh, at Secret Energy Foundation and Creator Dow as we begin to secure land assets, but to actually develop our own smart city. Now, city is a big word, just sounds great. But what I'm saying is our own communities where we're actually able to deploy these technologies and actually bring in a real industry and then actually begin to create growth amongst those that are involved and also begin to assist others with templates or with applications that allow them to deploy these same things within their own respective spaces. So I have a conclusion here. I have a, one more thing here, and I just want to talk about so how in which could this come about? Because this is not a street dream for us. This is not a philosophy. <laughs> you know, this is something that we want to actualize and actually are actualizing. As I mentioned, this is our 14th year in beta, just really, really deploying these technologies and actually seeing how uh, they really work, what doesn't work, debugging things. And now we are actually at the point of launch. And that's actually why we're here uh, today and announcing the launch of Creator DAO and also Secret Energy, because Creator DAO is capable of actually bolting on advanced intelligence tools. Now, I, I don't really want to hear anybody call AI around me artificial intelligence because I'm trying to figure out how that word comes into play since all the data that it's using in many ways is real. So I would call AI in my world now advanced intelligence. Uh, and I've kind of learned a lot from AI. It's really about using a calculator versus the pen and paper and when that no longer gets practical. And I'll say that just like that because many are just, they got beef with everything, everything's the devil, but this is the reality of it. If you had a very long mathematical equation, do you go and grab the pen and paper and hack it out on the board like the old days, like Einstein or whatever, you got the big board equations? Or do you grab some of the computational models that we have around us right now and put that thing in? And more than likely, it's already been done and out comes your answer. And now you can get to the next thing because we found out also that just because you have the answer to something doesn't mean that's the end all finish all. Because most of the time when you find a solution, now you need to implement it. So getting to the solution faster, again, means lowering the barrier to entry and actually brings a person closer to success. Because you and I both know even trying to write that book you've been trying to write for 20 or 30 years or trying to shoot that movie. Uh, what happens is in life, we have a lot of creative debt. Because time is the only real integer, and as you know, time can't be bought. So what happens is, is that we have these ideas of things that we want to create, but we don't have the time or the resources, which, of course, resources is time. We don't have the time and the resource to actually be able to, to actualize that. So that becomes another idea that's in our mind. And those begin to pile up after years and years of life, especially for a very creative being. So many of us have creative debt. We also talk about aesthetic debt. This means that for artists and creators, there's things that we really want to, to create. There's, there's art, there's thumbnails, there's illustration, there's things that we really want to, to, to get out there to everyone, But because it, it's in our mind, it's in our imagination. And what happens is, of course, because the barrier to entry, again, on getting the type of graphic design together and even sticking with it, the time that's necessary for you to try to float your job, plus something like this, it all comes into conflict. And so what we're doing is, is we're querying and deploying advanced intelligence in order to shorten the process of 
us creating things and then bringing them to market, as they say. So if you discover your uniqueness, what Creator DAO is really about is combining and synergizing beings that have a similar interest that want to create things that others also want to see created and are willing to fund, and then tying all of that together in a beautiful uh, embroidery pattern and then getting it to actually work because the actual structure that needs to be there, the systems that need to be there, the all of the other components beyond the idea that need to be there are actually in place. So that's what I'm here to introduce to those that are new here today. Of course, we have some seasoned vets also on the line. And that is that original spill that I was saying that I was going to come in with. It's been about 38 minutes. So what we're going to do is if you actually have a question, then, and that's pertaining to what we are doing right now, you can either do one or two things. You can leave that question inside of the chat uh, because there is now a chat here in Clubhouse. So you can leave a question inside of there, or you can actually jump up on stage and ask that question and uh, we can get it going in like that. So let me see. I know there's a raise your hand option that is inside of the platform somewhere. <laughs> All right, so that looks that looks like it. So let me see here. All right, so I'm just going to ping my panel real quick here and make sure that uh, everything is still connected. And we're going to wait on some hands being raised. Okay, we got one. There we go. Okay, boy, you are on stage. Hopefully, if things is working right. Or you should be able to ask, ask your question. Okay, bam, there he goes. All right, so it's working. He's now a speaker, so wholeness, brother. All right, he may just be getting settled in. Joe, you can actually uh, unmute yourself when you are ready. Oh, there we go. There we okay, go. Boom. You guys hear me? Yes, we can. Wholeness. Beautiful. Wholeness. Um, seven uh, community. I just actually just wanted to ask, how did you guys start with the DAO? Where is the technical aspect? How um, is just, just guide me through the first steps that you guys took in order to create the DAO you already have now. For sure, for sure. First of all, thanks for the question. So to get right to it, so when I was trolling the DAO space, meaning that, you know, trolling from the point of like when you're in a boat and you're trying to catch a fish and you put the line out the back because you're trying to even see if there's something in the water. That's kind of how I came into this first. Was DAO really going to work for us? And I started trolling the space for information on DAOs. I actually came across a huge repository of information at Aragon, um, dot I believe that's IO or something in there, but you can Google for it. And then so I started reading about it. And as I was reading, I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking that I wanted to do. And here's the technology to do it. So then I started figure, trying to figure out, so how do I actually deploy a DAO? So legally, you can deploy a DAO in the state of Wisconsin. Excuse me, I believe that's also Wyoming. Double check that. And you can even Google for these services online now. Yeah, that's Wyoming where they will actually try to formulate it for you, or you can go ahead and fly into Wyoming. 
So one of the first things is, again, to to determine your legal structure is either you can use an LLC, you really can and go right into a DAO, or you can actually begin to form a DAO legally uh, as a DAO, DAO. So that's that to me is, you know, one of the first things you at least need to, to get in your mind about what pro- process you're going to take. The second thing is, is that we were mentored by SuperDAO, and I do believe like a SuperDAO is always inviting new DAOs or people or teams that want to become new DAOs into the platform. If you hit up SuperDAO, join the Telegram, maybe send out a few private messages, I'm pretty sure that they can get you inside of the DAO. And what that's going to do is meaning get you inside of their platform so that you can have a DAO because they have an all-in-one solution for creating a DAO from the technical side. Now, currently, they're deploying on Polygon, and so that really works well, especially if you're looking to start up a DAO without almost no cost, especially in relation to your NFTs, because your NFTs inside of the DAO is really your certificates of ownership, as we talked about earlier, and they don't have to actually be uh, different pieces of art. It could be one JPEG. It could be you know just a file. It's really the code that is what is uh, uh, being deployed. So what you what you should do then is, First, I guess I should have mentioned that as zero, find the cause, uh, because obviously there as you gain momentum in the space, you know, you'll be able to really figure out how to continue to set up governance models and monetary policies. If you already know what your cause is and you can actually find some that are similar or platforms that are similar to your cause. Uh, so I've given you the legal aspect of things and, and linking into Wyoming and actually getting that formulated properly. I've given you the, the fastest route to the technical side of things, which is SuperDAO. I definitely would at least go to YouTube and check out SuperDAO's videos, uh, especially their experts videos, because that's going to be a way of understanding it. Um, <laughs> even coming from a technical background, when I was reading through everything at Aragon, Uh, And just some of the help docs, I can't really say that even about NFTs, I was actually getting it. And I even felt stupid for a minute as being what I would uh, consider as a savant or some type of polymath. But at this stage of of trying to learn something that seems so foreign, I kept drawing a blank. And, And even when it was being explained to me by paid mentors, I just felt like it was weird. I, that's the only thing I can say. It was weird. It felt like they were saying something to me and I wasn't getting it. And I can kind of realize that that's probably what happens when people are listening to some of my messages. But either way, I was like, okay, I'm not getting it, but I'm going to stick at this, which I, en- I encourage anyone to do with something like this. And eventually, to be honest, I was riding down the hill and I just had that on my mind. I'm super determined. And I was like, what are we going to learn about the Dow today? And I started Googling YouTube and I found a video from Yuri at Super Dow. It was only at 200 views. And in 15 minutes from my time of driving from the top of the hill to the bottom of the hill, I knew more about how to actually get started with the Dow than I have from all of my mentorships from the past four months. No offense to those that were schooling me. And so with that being said, I just want to send you on that fast track. Check out Yuri at Super Dow. And uh, you'll then understand the technical aspects of things, creating your own NFTs. So that way you can use them as certificates for others to begin to join your DAO. You'll find inside of SuperDAO the governance models. So those are the voting and proposal stuff that you need to start that process. And then as they encourage you start off, and this is something I want to make sure you're very clear on, is that you should definitely start off with the NFT and not consider launching right away into having a token until you actually have a real protocol or real utility that you can actually use that token with. 
And that's just, of course, just keeping it real with the community. And, you know, when you launch a token right away and it doesn't have a utility except for yield farming, it definitely is now becoming synonymous with a Ponzi scheme slash money grab, whether people who are investing know that or not. And so but when you start with the NFT, what you're doing is, is that you're actually beginning the process of not only integrating the community proper, properly. So you're not getting what, what you could be called a, a community hack. Right. Because as you know, that these many of these systems are very vulnerable, especially any type of autonomous system, which comes later. But they're very vulnerable to being attacked. Um, But more importantly, a lot of times you can have all your technical stuff in alignment, but still not really have a great alignment going on with your community. And if people start selling the NFTs, if they start to dump the coin, et cetera, then obviously, you know where the whole asset is going. So to prevent that, you really want that roll in process. And that's how we were mentored is let's start off with the NFT, then develop a real utility. For us, we're developing uh, utilities around advanced intelligence right now. And as I said, Toroto models and dApps. So we're going to be creating software. And then the fees that are tied into that software will actually be paid within our governance or, or within our token. Right. So then now we have a real use case. So we won't actually deploy the token until we do that, even though it looks like we're a lot closer to completing that than we thought, especially with how things are advancing in that space. So hopefully that is crystal clear. If you have any further questions or if there was something that didn't make sense to you, uh, definitely ask that question now, because I'm sure others have this same question that are in the chat today. Um, thank you for uh, elaborating on that a little bit. And actually, yeah. Um, what I also wanted to know was because I didn't get the beginning. Uh, my my phone was went went offline, so to speak. I didn't get the very beginning of what she was uh, elaborating on. Could you repeat that again, please? Mm. Are, are you talking about when you asked me the question? Or are you talking about in the beginning of the whole build? No, nah, when I asked you the question. Okay, uh, I guess what I was saying initially was that you should probably think about the legal structure first, especially so that you maintain some level of compliance in what you're doing. And you can, it's not a very complicated process. And right now, DAOs are actually being formulated uh, in Wyoming. And so you can actually Google Dow Wyoming and actually find services that will assist you in actually incorporating or actually, in this case, forming a Dow properly. Uh, so that way you actually have your your legal structure under you. And also, you know, if, if you're planning on actually making any capital and you somehow need to start bringing that capital back across to uh, fiat, then you would still need some type of instrument to be able to do that with. So that's why le- uh, DAOs are still maintaining a legal compliance uh, within the cryptocurrency structure because of how it's formulated. I always uh, also want to know how would that tie in into uh, commodity trades if you don't have a special cost to it if you just and commodities how would it doubt okay you're unfortunately your line is breaking up a little bit but i think what you're asking is is how does a dow play into commodity trading now the thing is is that you're dealing with obviously two different assets so if if you're acquiring commodities with your dow and those commodities are raw materials like let's say for instance you have a dow that is buying gold then i would for sure say that you would need to examine the legal structure of that first i'm i'm not personally a lawyer so i couldn't advise you properly in that but i do know that you 
know, you would need to see how you would take something that is is not only um, regulated as having a value and then placing it into something in which you can you can build that value. Because I know many are have tried to do this and have faced some some legal turmoil uh, in respect to it. But I'm sure with anything, there is a way, you know, but you definitely need to educate yourself because two the two are are. It's like almost like you're, you're bringing two of the same thing into the same space. So one uh, is is clearly like as far as a commodity is concerned, if it's a publicly traded commodity, it's in the public versus a DAO. You know, that that's the whole purpose of a DAO is you're kind of bringing things into the private sector. But again, if you're saying that, hey, uh, I'm formulating a private DAO so those that are members of this DAO are able to, uh, um, when acquiring my NFT, purchase X amount of gold or x amount of resources then you know that that actually could be rather entertaining for someone that wants to join your DAO. but now you have the responsibility though to actually investigate the legal ramifications of that just to make sure everything's in the green and and i wouldn't personally be able to tell you that because i haven't investigated it to that level i've investigated to respect of land and and that is possible uh, but when it comes to raw resources like gold, et cetera, then I, I still have not uh, a query directly about that. Thank you so much, Seven Wholeness. Thanks right. much. Wholeness. All right. So if you're in the audience today and you want to jump in here and you want to ask any question related to the Dow, related to advanced intelligence, uh, related to the toroidal economy, uh, you can. We also will invite everyone to reading the white paper on this, uh, even just to educate yourself, like if, if there was uh, ecosystem, uh, how would that ecosystem really work out? And, um, you know, if there's new ideas for social networks, how would that even look? So if you want to educate yourself on such things, then I definitely recommend that you jump in and, and actually look at the white paper. I have somebody share that link. Sean, if uh, somebody can share the link to the white paper there inside of um, the chat. And again, what that'll do is it allow you to also see areas where we spoke deeper on the Dow, also the roadmap, because I know some may be here and saying, OK, so when is this going to launch? Secret Energy is, is actually already launched. So it's just really about the continuous deployment of, of these new technologies that we're putting in play and then also getting our creators. Let me see what, what word can I use uh, properly here? getting our creators in alignment uh, with the development of those technologies. So what is that structure? I have a book that I, I want to write. Where do I begin? And so as we keep going into this, we're basically going to roll out the bridge or what you would call the onboarding process. And then what that'll allow is, is it'll allow us to begin to explore this more uh, as a community uh, as a nation and hopefully as a world. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring some others on stage. We'll start off with um, our brother Alchemy here. And then we have also another brother, I believe that's Norse here. So we're going to invite both of you up on the stage. And Al Alchemy, you can actually ask your question first. Wholeness. So that'd be Ar Ar uh, Alchemy and then Arthur. I think that mute button should be in the bottom right corner of your screen. Okay, so why uh, Alchemy may be fishing for that mute button, Arthur, if you know where your mute button is and can unmute, you can go ahead and ask your question. Hello there. Onus. 
Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, very good, one and all. Thank you. Um, thank you for hosting this and, as well. And, and I'm just uh, very excited to, to come on the platform and all the information I'm receiving from you guys is, is absolutely taking me where I need to be. So I'm really thankful for that, firstly, okay? Awesome. Um, my question, I, I come, my, my interest has come through this. I'm an artist, digital artist, and I've been looking at NFTs and the sort of governance protocols that they're sort of bringing with them, if you like, and, and other, other, other systems. But I, I came to this through the Chattawaba Nation. Have you had any contact with them? That's my question, because they're setting up a DAO for um, tribal nations that are backing digital economic zones. Have no, you I heard haven't. of this at all? This no, is haven't. very, I think this is something that's going to, later on, you're, 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 you're basically talking stuff that they're exactly saying, but they're, they're doing it from the perspective of a tribal nation that has been recognised as indigenous people that are preserving their traditional way. And these financial instruments, tools, software are, are sort of mimicking old practices. Did, Absolutely. did you get that? Absolutely. In, in fact, you know, again, when I asked uh, those that were mentoring me, the original origins of the DAO, they did inform me it was the, the actual legal structure for the, the, what you would say is indigenous because they were yeah. not bound by the laws of the land. They had to have their own legal structure. So I am very exactly. aware its origin. Well, I'm calling you right now from a place in the UK called Cornwall, right? Okay. Corn Cornwall is where all the mining started in Britain and it went around the world and, and revolutionized and really became the industry standard, yeah? Mm. And now the the point I'm making is that mining is now, you know, coming back with the digital aspect. Yes. And nobody here is raising the question because in the old days of mines here, they didn't pay tax to the king. That was in law, that was in ancient laws. So we're trying to sort of reconfigure those ancient laws and looking at new protocols such as a DAO that will get this recognized as, as a continuation of our tradition here. And I'm speaking not as a Cornish person, I'm speaking as somebody who's Celtic but not from Cornwall. But, but Cornwall feels very much it's, it's got a world population and this is a, a very interesting debate to bring to the table now. Because I heard you just mentioning about, the, was it about gold markets, you weren't aware of the legal contracts and these were all formed in cornwall i believe if you got to look into the knights templar and you know, all this kind of stuff but get big rabbit holes but i think that the, the dow is going to kind of represent maybe something that was happening here in older times and we're, we're going to try and anyway look into this and and i think this platform is certainly a, a, one of the places that's that's sort of uh, this this ideas are being discussed anyway absolutely i mean some of those rabbit holes you're talking about, I, I installed lighting and carpet in. I have been in them so long. <laughs> I, I will in, tell in you. In the West, sorry? I, I said uh, some of those rabbit holes that you're talking about. Yeah, I, right, okay, rabbit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I installed yeah, lighting you know. and carpet in there. And, you know, <laughs> I, where we're at is uh, for sure yeah, we've exactly. been, been looking at gemstone universities layout. I would, If you haven't seen that, I would, I would definitely uh, have some gemstone. fun. Yeah, gem, gemstone university. Uh, you'll actually right. find uh, they also have a YouTube channel, but it's specifically about this sovereign law. And it is specifically right. uh, ultimately, and this one's the clean one, because see, we've been here for, for, for 13 years exploring these subjects first. Before blockchain, yeah. before all of this, we were only metaphysics. And okay. uh, so we eventually came into this around year six, somewhere in there, year five, year six, no names, mate. 
uh, basically the reality of, of what was going on with the legal structure. But what we did was is we set a challenge uh, instead, of, instead of vacating uh, to actually figure out a, a real bridge from it. And, and that okay. meant that, you know, you need to, it was a lot, right? You now you need to understand yeah. financial policy. That's when blockchain started coming in around 2017 on the, on the major, on the, on the major, uh, um, like, like just other yeah, people yeah. knowing about it. Right. But at the end of the day, uh, there was still so much, you were just beginning and, and for sure the Dow is, is, is offering something that even though we don't see many DAOs that are really truly utilizing the sovereign tools that are available within mm-hmm. the DAO, That's this is that. actually what we, we we're really representing and, and know uh, through transmission, basically that this is the only structure that will be in itself somewhat of a force field to the onslaught of, uh, of, of, of demise that is, is coming to not only the financial system, but also just one's own personal privacy and, uh, and that's a real thing, right? And, and, and before when we were talking about this, not to go hysterical about it, but it, it, before the pandemics and all this, it, it wasn't as believable for many. But now what yeah, we found yeah, yeah. is, is that uh, there, there is a bit more adoption and just the awareness that we do have this responsibility to, to, fortify, to fortify ourselves. And then when we're, we're getting into that together, then it, it's bringing in a collective of, of individuals to where you don't just have your own two eyes. You have thousands of eyes around you that are all also able to to assist you in, in in the process because we also have to admit to be a sovereign also means that you you have all of your you, all your powers are being produced by you right so yeah, you know yeah. electricity all this kind of stuff has to be you know at, at at your own behest and you know to get to that stage in life you know those are life goals for real and but i feel like the younger of course we can start catching uh, uh or the earlier we can start catching those who start waking up to the matrix if you may uh uh, the better yeah. because then they can start setting those goals and then they can begin to gradually remove themselves uh, from the system. And uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, also, there's going to then need to be, OK, I remove myself from the system. Now, where am I going? And, you know, you, you could be out there. With, yeah, you could be out there with cabin fever, and just be by yourself <laughs> with the gun and a few canned soups or you, you can actually go into a better life, better existence, because that's how we're supposed to be living anyway. But it's a step by step process. And you and I both know our brother that. You know, this is the time because even such knowledge, like I'm not sure how much you're aware of the history, but uh, of what we got going on. But even for you to jump on the yeah. panel and then and, and echo the, the sentiments also mean, hey, things have changed because yeah. at the end of the day, if you were trying to put your face on uh, or your name on or your community's name on any kind of coin or any type of form of currency that could that could rival or, or be traded equally uh, as those that are in circulation, then this is, this is a whole different time because such things yeah, yeah. Would, would probably get you removed in the past. Uh, and so now it's just about ignorance, right? Now it's yeah, about yeah. demystifying the final, the final enemy of ignorance and actually getting uh, others to really understand uh, uh, how much their, their, their true right and left uh, is, is, is needed to stay in balance in these times. So uh, I want to okay, say yeah, thank yeah. you for, for bringing in the topic because I know there's some that are new here. And I would definitely, you know, recommend again Gemstone because I, I guess the end of it was that... Is that Jim mi- or, or Jim? Sorry, is that, that that's Jim, Jim or Jim? That's Jim, like a diamond, Gemstone, right? right G- okay, G-E-M. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason also is because, so through that process to conclude, I, we did run into some people in many factions that just intuitively, in knowing metaphysics, I felt, nah, that's not it. 
it sounds like you're going to be entering right back into the same thing that you're trying to get out of, but you're going to try to claim yeah. you have some. So I always felt intuitively, hey, something's wrong with that. And so, but I'd like the whole thing because, you know, there was David Wynn Miller, syntax grammar, non syntax grammar. So I oh, went yeah, through yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I like yeah, yeah. the idea of it, but it still seemed like I, I, I'm really good at behavioral science. So I could tell when somebody may be filling in too many of the blanks themselves. And so, I, and, and then of course there was personal reports of people who were going through processes and actually were ending up in worse states. So I was like, okay, yeah, well yeah, that exactly. that's a hundred percent not uh, the way that it should work. But gemstone, which they actually highlight that uh, in that video series of of removing yourself okay. as a debt slave, they not only walk through the process of what people are doing wrong in that respect, but they also explain how you would logically do this the proper way. And uh, so it's super powerful information. So thanks so the, much again for a, jumping there's in. A, there's a channel called The Observation Deck. And, okay. and just a little bit, of, I just want to throw this out. One of the reasons I want to get involved with this, Dow, we've got um, one of these inventions, possibly down here in Cornwall. Uh, a coder thinks he's solved the problem of infinite space in it with infinite avatars, i.e. the real metaverse. He's advising Facebook. He's, done, he's made some codes and tweaks. He's got patents pending and apps coming out. But he thinks he can update the old ocular headset to make the actual metaverse that they're all talking about that for some reason actually can't be visualized due to a coding problem. That's what he reckons. So watch this space. This is happening in Cornwall. And if it is happening, it means he's created the metaverse, but he's not giving it to Facebook. So That's if this awesome. is true, yeah, if this turns out to be true, this is like game changer. And already we're, we're trying to like get our heads around it and sort of get more experts in. But he, he is a very, very, very advanced coder. So it's it's hard to know really what he's saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's he, why I he, want to leave up be, with. He would be talking about a new code with a greater compression, but with the same level of detail. That's kind of like I don't the know. holy Again, grail. I, I of, want to be of, talk, <laughs> Yeah, I want to be talking to community like you guys who will be able to put him under the sort of uh, hammer and find out what's going on. But if it is what he is saying, it is, and he's he already joking, calling it the getaverse. And it's not the metaverse. It's about go get go get something. You know what I mean? Go get something for the tribe. It's yeah. all about get something for the tribe. And don't just sit there wasting away playing, you know, this silly game. Go Absolutely. get something for your tribe. Bring bring it back. Show it to them. And then they'll tell you, you know, go and get something more. Or, you know, that was a failed mission. <laughs> That's nice. So what, watch this space. And, and, and thank you so much for the inspiration. Because I'm, I'm out here. And I'm talking a lot of everything what you're talking, but there's no one around me on these pages, and it, and it's just so really, really good to link up and just say, wow, this this is actually like this is happening. You know what I mean? So thank you so much, sure. one and all. All right. Well, thank you, brother. All right, thanks. I mean, Cheers, brother. There's more of us than than we think. That's exactly. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I would I'm, definitely I'm even also chat. jump in on the site and take a look at the people that are around you because that's also what the site does is it lets you see who's in your area that's on point. Wow. <laughs> Exactly, brother. Exactly. So, so big thanks to everyone, and, and really giving our projects down here uh, some huge lead to life. That it's just like wow, it's like well, brilliant, man, brilliant. So, thanks, one, one and all. Right, love up. Cheers. All right, brother. Cheers. Okay, so uh, our brother Alchemy. Hopefully, you were able to find that unmute button. Did you find it? Okay. So this is what we're going to do. I am going to go ahead and leave this open for three more minutes. If you have a question here, this means that you came in today. You may just slid in through the door. You may just have looked at it like, what is this going on with 80 people in here or 110 now? I will say that you have an opportunity to ask a question about the future of companies. 
And while that happens, uh, if somebody wants to ask that question, I will finalize with also uh, just expressing to this tribe, uh, especially those who have been participating inside of the quest. If you are not in the quest, you still have time. Uh, it concludes August the 12th. Uh, you get an opportunity to actually win NFTs and our IRL Cuboctahedron. I want to give thanks to all those that are participating right now. It's been wild. Of course, we are considering running this again in the future, but let's focus on what we have. And if you wanted to invite somebody to jump in and participate, that will also be cool. And there's going to be some extra surprises towards the end. I'm not going to do any. Uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers right now. But again, we just want to give thanks for all those that are participating. If you haven't joined, you can jump inside of the Luma link, which is actually uh, inside of the chat. I'm also going to check the chat to see if there's any questions there. Oh yeah, because we did say that earlier. So here's some questions. <laughs> All right. So the question here is uh, from Oscar. Can you talk about security? Will the NFTs be appropriated to be appropriate, appropriated to be stored in a cold wallet? Uh, absolutely. I do know that there are some cold wallet solutions for NFTs. Uh, the blockchain overall really depends on you making sure that what you're clicking on and where you think you're going and what you think you're entering is exactly what it's supposed to be. Uh, if you can do that, then it happens to be uh, pretty safe from the technological level. But again, if, if you traffic a lot of sites, if you're participating in a lot of airdrops and you don't really know, you know, who's this airdrop coming from, et cetera, then you can run the potential of getting your wallet hacked. So just kind of look at it as like your computer um, with all your private information and everything that you know, you have no VPN, everything that, 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 that needs to be known about you, no VPN, uh, no form of security, and you just kind of jump on some of the dankest, rankest sites uh, and download just all the crazy software and maybe expect nothing to happen, then obviously something is going to happen. So that's kind of how I look at the security on the blockchain. It's just keeping everything as clean as possible. I heard Alchemy said that his mic is not picking up. Interesting. Um, maybe uh, if you're plugged into any kind of Bluetooth or anything like that, maybe you just want to unplug that stuff or turn it off for a moment and see if it works. Um, there's another question here. Well, it's actually by Alchemy, so I'll answer the question. It says, I have land in Arizona. Would I be able to utilize the land in the DAO? Uh, it just all depends on the structure of the DAO. Like what happens is, is that you can have a venture where the land can be used to do something or you can propose. That's the benefit of the DAO is you can propose a solution for the land. And this kind of uh, really gets more into the toroidal economy because if something has value, then you can list that thing and what should be ultimately done with it. Like uh, we want to grow teak trees or, you know, we want to place a gold green. The, the, the thing is, is that in, in finances, monetary policy, it really requires you to look at the value that is being extracted for the time. And that that's just the, the cold, hard truth of many things is the value being extracted for the time. So if somebody put four hours into that, does that what they're going to receive back for that four hours balance out with what they've had to give from their life? And, you know, true economists, uh, true financial geniuses, et cetera, they're going to look at those things rather than kind of roll with the mindset like this, this should work. And so what I would say just about any kind of resource that has value is actually submit a proposal when we start opening proposals for digital assets and see how that could be utilized within that proposal to generate uh, not only some type of revenues, but also just in habitation and actually uh, more growth in the community. 
right? So all those things should be incorporated. All right, so we have another question here. It says that uh, earlier in the conversation, did you mean that those with an LLC could or should create a DAO? Uh, what I was saying directly is, is that there are many DAOs that started as an LLC as their legal structure. So they didn't, you could become a DAO because right now, remember DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization that is formed by, you know, basically a contractual signing between entities that are saying that they all have a part of it, but none of them own it. And so in that way, it protects itself that way, because when they want to look for somebody who did something, eh, there's nobody to look for. It's almost similar to the, the, the structure of a trust, but a bit more or actually a lot more advanced. So in this case, it is at your leisure to determine if you wanted to formulate an actual entity and then attach it to the DAO. The reason why many businesses do that, though, is that in the event that the DAO starts making revenue, and since the whole goal of many DAOs is to generate revenue, to then be able to actually fulfill the roadmap, then a lot of times that needs to be actualized into fiat currency. So meaning the bank, you need to send this crypto to the bank. And if there is no legal entity or business, then you cannot do that, right? So that's what I was expressing of how some have used the LLC in conjunction with their DAO. Some have actually just filed the DAO altogether. Some have done nothing, okay? So I hope that that's very clear. Direct line is super DAO. I would definitely suggest jumping into their Telegram and their Discord because that's a direct line to them. They have... I believe about 40 people on staff over there. So they have a tendency to, to get with you if you uh, query them properly. I'm saying that give thanks, give thanks to you too. Give thanks to all those who participated today. I know it's Monday the first, I could have scheduled this any other time, but Hey, it is what it is. All right. Homeless fam. What's so up? Homeless. I, I did have a question just now. So uh, with my understanding so far in regards to the sea of commerce, basically being, uh, the realm of the dead or in a sense the space where those that aren't sovereign dwell technically then would the Tao, because that is technically still commerce is that then a loophole to to the sea of commerce so basically it's almost like the Tao is a ship sailing across the sea of commerce but not necessarily of it or does the Tao and the cryptoverse basically still have connections to the same waters, the same waters of commerce as it is now. Onus. Onus. We can say that the Tao is a ship that is not taking on water or debt that then is pretty much at sea level or balanced, right? So the Tao, and also does not have a captain, <laughs> which is interesting. It's like it's an autonomous self-driving car <laughs> or self-driving boat uh, on uh, the open water. That if we're going to use these metaphors, that's exactly more of a way to see it. And again, so when I say without a captain, we have to understand that when you form a DAO, what you're saying is, is that you're now putting what you're forming into the hands of the collective not just into your hands, not just into the hands of a private party, et cetera. 
And how that's done, remember, because the, the governance structure, like, that's why we're coming in with Secret Energy Foundation. Secret Energy Foundation is not Secret Energy, just like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is not Bill and Melinda. And so it, the, a foundation is the, the groundwork that is necessary to support the eventual transformation into autonomy. Right. And then we have also in this we have this decentralized uh, autonomous organization or creator DAO that is also being formed around what I feel like is one of the one of the most refined ways to drive into this space with something that others can actually use. Okay, because that's the whole thing with the blockchain is. There are many hypothetical projects of things that people cannot really use right now. And what we're saying is, is that, well, from our experience as a social ecosystem, we're seeing a lot of people come in and they have this technical debt. They have great ideas, but they don't have the resources. They have these situations going on. So we want to empower our creators to lower their we want to lower the barrier to entry. We want to empower our creators in actually doing what they do create and how we're going to do that is is we're going to do that by because creation needs to be supported like you can have a bunch of children but can you support those children so creation needs to be supported so there means that there needs to be a consideration of the monetary policy the revenues and how those revenues are even coming about all within that that technology that service that that system and that all must be dialed in and so the dial is the enabler Right. So if, if I said, OK, so we're going to do a group collaboration inside of the office uh, with everyone that is working in uh, the development department for this game. And I say, OK, we're going to get everybody organized. I still need to choose is organization going to happen in Asana. Is it going to happen in Monday.com? Where is this organization going to happen? Because if it's just going to happen in, 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 in spreadsheets or, or in sticky notes, then it's not going to be optimized for where we're at in 2022. So I need software, if you may. I need a system. And the DAO is a system because you can bolt things onto a DAO. DAO doesn't just handle the governance model. It doesn't just handle the, the, uh, the NFTs. It doesn't just handle the, the propositions. So it's several different things that it's capable of handling. So in that way, it's an, it's an enabler. So that's how we should see it. Um, and, and yeah, I could, I'll just leave it there. That, that's how, exactly how we should see it. So it operates in a very interesting way because it's almost like, um, it's almost like it's invisible. That's what makes it kind of impervious to some of the things that happen to stuff that's visible. Uh, it has a, an, an extra feature, if you may, that allows it to, to shield itself in a certain way and all the endeavors that are within it. Uh, because of how it's initially engaged. And in this case, it's initially engaged as saying, no, this doesn't belong to one person. Uh, it's not centralized. It's decentralized. And this is, uh, and this is the new aspect of things in, in my world from everything that I've investigated uh, that, that will create the type of change that we want to see uh, inside of all these important systems like, such as finance, uh, family, uh, spirituality, sovereignty, etc. Fully clear. Given thanks. All right. Give thanks. Give thanks. Okay. So it looks like that we've actually are reaching our conclusion today. I'm going to shift right back to the main screen one more time. Looks like we have 
uh, two hands up, one from Elijah and another one from Nathaniel. So these are going to be the final two questions of today. Uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and invite these two up to stage. You can go ahead and begin, Elijah, since you were first. And uh, we can go ahead and close down after this or get crunk up. That's actually how we do it. <laughs> Okay, so I think the question is here from Andre Hill says, will the creator Dow become taxable in the future? Taxes, taxes is based on revenue and, and jurisdiction. So that all depends on your jurisdictions. Uh, I'm not a legal advisor in that respect. And, and I, don't, I, don't, um, I can't advise on ventures that haven't took place yet. So as we know, creator Dow um, is in the process of, of creating a utility and, you know, how it's going to be structured as far as the domains are concerned is something that the legal parties will be determining. Right. So this next question is, what's the directive in terms of the future influencers, those who are activating and have information for others to gather around? Well, I, I think that directive is already really in play, and that's just to keep sharing and to keep doing what you do. What, what, what we're doing now is we're saying, well, okay, so if you had something still that you know you needed to, to finish or you wanted to bring to everyone something actual that can be made into, uh, because listen, let's just face it, us just being around, talking to others, smiling with them, all those things assist someone. And it's not necessary for creative DAO to be in play to empower a person to do that, right? So what creator DAO is, is creator DAO is applications and tools, softwares, community, empowerment, education, to give you the ability to answer that question. So it then becomes for us to, to empower a person to do what they feel like they're capable of doing. Um, this next question here is, what's the directive in terms of the, uh, well, that was the same question, Okay, so the, I guess the question is being asked by several people that are just uh, typing back the question. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, Elijah is asking, just uh, wondering, what is the weight of voting in the DAO? Will it be the time of the DAO that gives a stronger vote versus a well that can buy all the tokens and, and um, sway any votes, right? So when you formulate a DAO, what you have the possibility of doing is, first of all, determining what you will allow proposals on. Okay, so let, let me just, um, just give you a, a very brief understanding of kind of how different DAOs operate. So let's say, for instance, with Terra as a DAO, many of the things that they had their governance model attached to was indeed autonomous, so this means that if somebody voted for something and then everybody got weighted, weighted in one direction on that vote, when that vote was approved, that went right into play after that approval because it was integrated properly, right? So that's why, again, when you, when you look at some of the up-and-coming DAOs, such as the ones that are in SuperDAO, there and also creator DAO, we're in the process of transitioning governance models, especially within our, our, our social ecosystem, into this model. So basically we are a web two platform transitioning into web three. And so we have to determine what is web three able and you know, what has to remain in that web two 
aspect of things. Because if we opened up governance on everything that's going on with secret energy specifically, we could potentially end the life of secret energy in one day. And of course, there is a, a very long vested venture that has happened there. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to explore this future governance model with the creators because it's important that there is some type of utility. So it's not just like, hey, let's go start a cryptocurrency or, or let's create some NFTs, at least for us. We're saying that, hey, we have a real viable service that we can bring into the space. So it's just like if you make a business decision, uh, we'll say it in this context, and somebody's selling ice cream in Alaska and you fund it, you may be making a bad business decision. So you still have to be able to look at what you're investing in and actually see if is this going to be a good investment, mainly for your time. And so even as launching a DAO, you're not saying like other cryptocurrencies, hey, this is going to be making a ton of money. That's not even really the energy around a DAO. What it's saying is here we're united at on this cause and we want to get these things accomplished. And we, we have these NFTs, which are memberships in themselves. And we're hoping to sell enough of these memberships in order to get these things accomplished. If we can get these things accomplished, then we're able to grow into this phase. And for us in our roadmap, our, pro our processes of our roadmap are about decentralizing certain aspects of the platform, like what kind of content is appearing, what kind of digital assets are actually coming in, who, who, gets, uh, who is being elected to be soul coach, who's becoming a member of the soul coach council. So those are the things that we also feel are real drivers to this ecosystem and how this ecosystem can grow. And then me, Meanwhile, because there, again, has to be some type of industry, we have not only many of the assets that we are inter interoperating, such as the cuboctahedrons and things that we're producing from Spirit Tech, but we also have the softwares that we're going to be deploying, such as the Toroidal Economy software, which will be usable. Uh, I trust that we'll be able to actually get it into the SuperDAO app store so that way other DAOs can basically use our software to create a Toyota economy within their network. We also have our text-to-engine <clears throat> our, our text-to-speech um, engines in our diffusion models uh, really, really on fleek right now. We're actually looking at this week potentially bringing in uh, another diffusion model that is massive and is also open source. We've already bought in image, reg or image restoration, uh, G uh, uh, a GAN model. And, and of course, we already began to deploy text to image at text to image .ai. Uh, and, and what we're doing now is just setting everything up so we can begin to be face forward for our creators and say, well, this is this is what you can create or this is what we can do, because all those steps are needed, too, is like if somebody says, OK, I want to create with you. They need to see the potential of what can be created based on the services that we offer. And so that's what we've been busy doing is actually getting our services deployed uh, in websites and, you know, getting our onboarding processes together. So that way we can begin to use it in conjunction with Creator DAO and the development process of those that are members of that team. So the next question is. Um, There was one final question here. All right, so I see somebody may have unmuted. Wholeness. Wholeness. Wholeness, Brother Seven. This is Ia from Oakland, Wholeness Tribe. Um, I have a question I put into the chat, and it was basically, is this creator DAO um, going to be open to collaborate or confederate with other um, DAOs? And also, will membership in this creator DAO, like if somebody wanted to participate in multiple 
decentralized autonomous organizations? Is there um, some type of process for that or some type of exclusivity requirement? Uh, not at all. I'll just answer the last question. You know, generally, if you purchase an NFT or a token from any DAO, you're now a member of that DAO. Uh, now, what that actually means is based on what is the DAO saying that they're allowing you to to be a member of. And, and what we're doing or, or to have some say so in or, or to have governance over or what does it mean to actually be a member? Right. And so for Secret Energy and, and Secret Energy Foundation and Creator DAO, what we've been doing is, is we've been first just looking at the, the structure itself before starting. And that's something that we did for, for months before we even decided to launch this project. Um, and then in looking into the DAO, we knew that we were going to need to generate some type of non-fungible token or NFT in order to get, get that first process started. That's generally called a Genesis. So we, we released our, our first Genesis collection, which is 999 plus one uh, NFTs. Uh, our brother Sven also is on the line with us. He was able to really put some incredible hand-drawn artwork. And I think that that's another thing that may uh, or may not be a big uh, perk in the uh, eyes of NFT community, but I don't see any hand-drawn projects at all. Generally, everything is computer-generated. And so we wanted to at least bring some more emphasis around that, that the NFTs that we're also producing are not just, you know, these these JPEGs with no meaning. They actually have an entire story uh, attached to them. And so obviously when you when you bring something or you launch something like this, you have, and this will answer your, your first question a little bit more intricately, but you also, you have the people that are part of the existing community. And generally if, if the people that are a part of the existing community can get uh, can provide everything that is necessary for you to begin to or to actually deploy what it is that you're doing, then you're kind of already a DAO. You just don't have the certificate that is telling a person that they're a part of that. And that was one of the things that we really looked at that would be a big benefit for us, especially as we keep going forward in the future and we explore Web3 more, is that each member of this community, in this case, Creator DAO, does actually have a, a, a real certificate of participation uh, and collaboration with Creator DAO. Um, so again, that's you know, a way also to answer your first question. And then also for your second question, you can join again, as many DAOs as you want. Being a part of, of creator DAO does not exclude you from joining any DAOs. Uh, and also uh, specifically to answer your question just about, um, oh my goodness, the question was on, that's <laughs> not like one question at a time. The question was on the tip of my tongue. It was basically about DAO certificate. Um, Oh my goodness, you may have Co to collaboration. Oh, collaboration, there we go. Excuse me. Yeah, so the with collaborations DAOs. With, with DAOs. So what happens is is that we've been noticing, and this is just from experience, when we, we jump into communities like Creator DAO, there's many DAOs that are there. Um, but one gentleman asked a question and was like, you know, when are we gonna be able to link up with other DAOs that are like us? And and that kind of meant for Creator DAO maybe even exposing other DAOs to DAOs that they wouldn't like collaboration. So what they kind of encourage everybody to do is to share your project, uh, share your purpose, and then collaborations, because I guess collaboration means that we're actually working together and we're developing stuff together. You have to determine that based on what the two DAOs are doing and whether they actually can tie into each other that way. So I think that all DAOs themselves as being able to pioneer this new space are in every way working together. But I think that there is for sure a vast 
difference in many of the dials that are actually coming out. Like some of the dials are even just based on memes, while some of the dials are also uh, massive nonprofit organizations that are uh, utilizing the structure to assist them in that field. Some of the dials are are uh, like a GitBook or, or excuse me, a GitHub, excuse me, not GitHub, but um, Gitcoin, excuse me, there's a lot of Git. So uh, in Gitcoin, you know, you have massive DAOs that are already designed just to basically develop software for the blockchain. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that all of those DAOs would be a perfect fit for something that creator DAO can do. Um, but I also can see that the more we're developing software, the more that those communities will have an opportunity uh, if they're not operating uh, with real utilities and they're just using like yield farming, et cetera, to use something that will actually bring the community into connecting with each other and actually seeing where the value is there with each other. And so that's kind of our goals of, of how we want to interoperate uh, with other DAOs at this stage. Wholeness. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Wholeness, wholeness. All right, everyone. So this is what we're going to do. Um, I know that there was one more question and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of questions. So we're going to let this one be the last one. It's from my brother psilocybin. So it may get a little wild in here. We'll see. Uh, but I just wanted to let everybody know you can find links inside the chat if you want to link up with us. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you again for participating in today's build. And we have three more, I believe. And then we're also doing the announcement of the actual uh, winners of this quest that we have everybody on. So definitely participate in that if you feel like it. And if not, then see other things that we're doing at secretenergy.com. Psilocybin, you can uh, unmute yourself. Hopefully it works for you. It seems to be working because others have done it. Hello, Seven. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, brother. Uh, thank you so much for having me up on your stage, man. I wanted to just express um, my gratitude for the uh, many, many years of service that um, you shared with us. And, you know, um, you are a huge inspiration to me. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that you're doing amazing things in this world and you're inspiring a lot of people. So keep it up, brother. Um, and then uh, concerning the, the Tao, um, I am very interested in uh, the, the NFT, you know, world and what's been happening. And I'm curious about... Um, like if I were to join the DAO and become a part of um, this the the system, would I have the potential or ability to create my own uh, NFTs? I work with Crystal uh, Technologies, and I'm very interested in producing physical items that have an NFT attachment to them. And I'm and I would yes. really love to bring that to the um, to the DAO that you're creating. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, the short answer is, uh, is absolutely like if for us, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing right now is so complicated um, for us to be able to create a platform that allows the formation of digital assets is actually rather easy for us. And so that's what we're calling our own digital marketplace. And, you know, we have a way that we do things at the end of the day. Like if, if we're, uh, I don't know, just as a crude example, if we're, if we're Mercedes and you're bringing Chrysler's, then there may be a mismatch of what is on the lot. 
And, you know, at the end of the day for Secret Energy, we always like to push the creative side and the eclectic side of one's consciousness, uh, especially in relation to continuously expanding with energy and uh, and just keeping it on the level. I think there's enough distortion in the reality. We don't want to add to that. So in this way, what we want to be is we want to be the outlet that actually allows many conscious creators to utilize the technologies that could be, you know, a bit even somewhat complicated, uh, confusing, uh, or just unrewarding because we can see that obviously if you have a IRL, which I think is a, it's a awesome idea. Uh, we're producing a, a IRL, but it's very rare. Many people have just been getting off with the JPEGs, but even, um, Beeple, uh, was at least able to bring a physical version of some of his work. Uh, even if it just meant that he framed it and put some, uh, certificates or, uh, of, uh, guess what you would call that is um, security certificates on it. Uh, but the reality is, is that IRL is when, when fully introduced is the way to begin to cross over physical objects into the blockchain versus just digital assets. And so I'm very interested in this process. Uh, I tend to go through things first just to get the, the whole ropes of how it works and, you know, what are some of the pros and cons so we can debug it. And that's why I, I launched first with this, um, with this process of these IRLs uh, in conjunction with the NFTs. Uh, but absolutely, brother, like that's exactly where we're going with this. And I look forward to seeing your creations. And as we keep going forward, the main thing that we need to do now um, or we get to do is as we launch, because our launch is when we finally commit uh, the actual NFTs, because as you know, right now they're, they're in the lockup period. Um, so at the point of when we're actually able to go to public sale, then means we can now start implementing our governance models, which we already do have really great guidelines for. And, uh, and then we can get the community to begin to participate and we can keep rolling. And, and that's our vision here is to, you know, just everything that's in that roadmap and some of that stuff that was interesting because some of the things that were later on in the roadmap actually got done. Um, and it was just because some stuff shifted in certain spaces, especially with the advanced intelligence, and we were able to get our hands on certain things. And and so we're pretty geared up to go, but we do need to scale. That was the main reason why we entered into the space in the first place is that being a network for 13 years now with 50,000 uh, users inside of the platform, uh, members inside of the platform, potential creators inside of the platform, it is a lot if you're still going to be at a certain level. So right now we're basically issuing the big challenge, not only to our community, but to the world of where we're looking for adoption in more spaces. So that way we can bring more awareness to what we're doing in order to actually have the revenues to finish building out some of this stuff. Uh, but we didn't enter the space without something already developed, which I think is what separates us from many product projects that are out there. Uh, we we're coming with the community. We're already coming with software. Uh, many of it, many of that software is already developed. Some just coming out of beta. And also, we've taken a different approach, as I mentioned earlier in the build today, where we're considering the the metaphysical aspects of our of those that are with us. We're considering the personal aspects of those that are with us. And, and we're assisting on that level in order to actually create a really solid, strong, healthy community. So I trust that that answers your question. Uh, definitely tune in with us as far as uh, continuing to get more notifications about what we're doing. And uh, for sure, you'll be informed as we make different changes along on each stage of the uh, of our journey.
And so that's going to be it for me today, everyone. Uh, again, uh, for those that just dialed in from Clubhouse, you'll find links inside of the chat. I want to say thank you so much for participating with us today. It has been a minute since I've been on Clubhouse. See, the platform is super updated and upgraded. I love it. Hopefully, I can make it back in at some time soon in the future. I do love podcasting because you don't have to go and get all ready. You can even just lay back. Well, I'm not doing that today, but you could lay back in the bed and just go in on one, especially when you have a great panel. So thank you so much, everyone, for participating. I'll take us on a body here with a little mix, just a little something to uh, get you crunk for the rest of the day, because as you know, it is Monday. It is the first. So do great things. I mean, obviously, this is an amazing time in the world. There's a lot going on around us, but that also means that there is much more room for potential. Wholeness. Wholeness, family. Hey, on this. On this. I've seen things you people. We march on the new home.